Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And more importantly, happy Black Friday for you shoppers out there. I'm recording this on a Black Friday evening. There is uh, no Packer game to review since they played last Thursday. Uh, they got this Vikings Sunday night, which I'm sure will be a mess. Just finished up watching the Marquette game, which we'll get to in a second, a little bit, I guess. What a great week of college hoops. Like, this is, aside from March Madness, the conference tournaments, and then March Madness itself, this is the best week of college hoops because you've got all these these preseason tournaments. You've got uh, the Battle of Atlantis, where we saw Wisconsin and Virginia play today. We've got, obviously, the Maui Invitation. I'm sure all you guys are very, very happy that Duke lost. Duke played Gonzaga. And obviously we'll get into that in a bit. But this is a great this is a great week of, of college basketball. There's games on nonstop. Thank God DraftKings got their shit together this year and they've got college basketball DraftKings. I've been uh losing money there, so now I've got a, a third sport to lose money on with DraftKings. I've I've already lost money in the NFL and NBA. Figure why not uh why not include college basketball? Um so I've been donating my money to DraftKings. With college hoops, you think I would know something about college hoops? We do a college basketball fantasy league. My team's awful. I can't win in, in DraftKings, so uh, not off to a great start. Duke lost again. We'll get that in a second. Uh, but again, this is straight balling. I don't think I did. I even mention that. I'm sure I should probably open up with uh, "Happy Thanksgiving." Welcome to straight balling. But it's straight balling. And if you don't, if you don't like basketball, the the theme music itself should get you ready to for straight balling and and listening about college basketball. And a little bit of NBA and a little bit of uh, some other stuff. So, like I said, great week, great week of college hoops. Uh, Marquette just wrapped up, and I'd only caught the end of it. I just and I said last week I promised you guys I'd give you some Marquette talk, and I really can't give you a ton. Marcus Howard is is awesome. The Hauser boys are are, are playing well. Um, I, I I I heard the announcers talking about how Louisville. I, I I heard Louisville missed a bunch of bunnies in the end, and. Uh, Bill has said they wouldn't be happy. I don't know if he was talking about uh, officiating or if he was just talking about the fact that they just missed some last-second shots that would have won the game. But anyways, Marquette won an OT. Again, I'm trying to keep track of so many, so much of this college basketball. I'm, I'm keeping track of all the Wisconsin players um, as far as the, the guys that played high school in Wisconsin last year. That's it, it, tough in itself because they're playing all, cro- all, you know, all over the place. I'm trying to keep track of uh, Duke, obviously, my team, and I'm keeping track of the Badgers throwing Marquette in there. So it's tough to keep all this stuff. So uh, I'm doing my best. I will do my best, obviously, each week to, to to tackle those those items. So like I said, Marquette just finished off. Uh, they beat Louisville in overtime. Again, I'm going to try to get back at that next next week a little bit more in depth as we go. Uh, we'll start with Wisconsin. Last week, I had mentioned how they're boring. And I'm pretty sure I was right. They lost to Virginia today. They played this afternoon. They lost 53 to 46. I repeat, fifty-three to forty-six. I, I was telling some people. Uh, I was talking. About, I was talking to actually Kashuda over uh, text about DraftKings, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to touch the Wisconsin teams because I think I was telling Kashuda. Maybe I was telling someone else. This is gonna be like a fifty to forty game, and it was a fifty to forty game. I didn't get to watch a ton of it. It's, but it's. I watched enough. It's just, God, it's just not good. It's just, it's, it's. Not enjoyable basketball to watch. It's Wisconsin's always been boring. Uh, this is gonna. This next comment is gonna be two twofold. I was sitting there watching. I think I was watching when they were playing Oklahoma, and I said, "I wonder what it would be like if they had Tyler Hero on the team." And that probably stings a little bit to all you Badger fans because you had Hero coming, the state kid. Oh, he was gonna come and he was gonna light it up and do all this, and then he 
decommitted and he went to Kentucky. And we'll get to Hero, you know, in a bit when we talk about those Wisconsin guys. But there's this is a reason why Hero didn't go to Wisconsin. This is why you're not going to get Jalen Johnson. You're not going to get these top guys anymore. It's not if, if this is the brand of basketball you are playing, you're not getting them. I'm sorry. You are going to be left with guys like Ethan Happ. And that is fine. Ethan Happ is an amazing college basketball player. Uh, Dockage today was saying, Happ might be the most unique player in college basketball. You know why? Because he can't shoot outside of five feet. And that's very unique these days. How can you not shoot outside of five feet? He can't make free throws either, well, which is outside of five feet, but can't make free throws. They said, man, if he, had a, if he could hit a top, you know, a top of the key three, it, he would be, he'd be a top five pick in the NBA. You are damn right he would be. Guess what? He can't, and he's not going to be. It's he is amazing playground driveway back it down jump hook shot time and time and time again. It's it's amazing, and he is unique in that that he's like the only game like that, and he is going to be finished top three player of the year, I'm sure, as far as uh, awards go. And then he's going to fade off and go play overseas somewhere, maybe. Hopefully not in a league where they shoot threes because. We know that he cannot do that. I, but it's just, the team as a whole is just not, it's not enjoyable to watch. I don't like watching 50 to 40 games. I don't think anyone does. It's just, it's not going to change. So, and that's fine. They're successful. They they play hard. They're fundamentally sound. Again, I said last week, and I'll say it again. They're going to beat teams that they shouldn't beat. You know, they're, Virginia's a top five team, and they were right there. You know, Virginia was only favored by four, four points in the game. You know, start of the game and they won by seven. It was a close game. They could have won the game. It's just not a good brand of basketball to watch. And they're not going to get top recruits. And here's what's funny. I was I was texting Mike this the other day. I said, in two years, this uh junior class, the state of Wisconsin is going to have a top three recruit in Jalen Johnson. And and when it's all said and done, by the time, you know, he's a senior, he's probably going to be number one. And and don't don't overlook the fact that that uh he may reclassify. Just just a thought in my head. I saw him. He transfers to Nicolay. Don't be surprised if he reclassifies uh, and goes next year. And then you've got the sophomores right now. They're gonna the state of Wisconsin is gonna have two of the three top kids in the country, in Patrick Baldwin and Michael Foster. Now we don't know where Jalen Johnson's going. Right, he's got offers from everywhere, uh, including Duke. Hint hint. Uh, Patrick Baldwin's got a ton of offers already including Duke, hint, hint. And Michael Foster is already committed to Arizona State, which I don't think will last. I think he'll decommit, open that back up, and, and who knows where he goes. But one thing is not happening. They're not going to Wisconsin. It's That, that is a slam dunk, without a doubt, not going to Wisconsin. And the only thing that would even want make me think that they could go to Wisconsin would be if they have that mentality of, you know what? I'm going to go to this program and I'm going to lift it up to another level and I'm going to be the man as a, as a freshman and, and I'm going to make all these eyes, all these eyes get on Wisconsin because of me. Cause if you go to Duke or Kentucky or Kansas, you're going there with a bunch of other people, right? That's, that's just the reality of it. But no one's going to go to Wisconsin to do that because they won't be allowed to do that. That's the problem with Wisconsin. It's always kind of been how this, how this is. I mean, look at what they did to Decker. Decker was on the shortest shortest leash possible. Uh, he makes mistakes. He gets yanked. He was never never probably was able to do what he what he really could have done. 
and look, Decker's in the NBA. It's it's great. I, I get it. it. Everything worked out for for him. But I, I don't think these these kids' mentality is let me go to Wisconsin and and play this team ball and and uh, and maybe I can score ten points a game because we just scored forty eight. I mean, they had eighteen points at half today. Eighteen points at half for God's sakes. So I just think it's a problem. I, and I, I don't. And it's not going to change until there's a changing of the guard. No pun intended. Or you know what? Pun intended. That's my Wisconsin rant. You're going to hear it all year. Uh, I watch them. I follow them. I'm obviously I'm in Wisconsin, so I, I, I keep tabs on them and I want to see them succeed. But it's tough. It is really tough to watch at times. It's not. It's not a brand of basketball that I like to watch. That's all. A brand of basketball that I do like to watch is Duke. What a game. What a game against Gonzaga on uh, on Wednesday. And um, yeah, they lost. They they lost, and I wasn't one of these people that thought that they were going to go undefeated. I didn't... I, I thought they'd beat Gonzaga. Uh, but the reality of it is, is when you are freshman heavy and you start four freshmen, this is what's going to happen. Because at times, and this is what happened on Wednesday, the freshmen looked like freshmen. And that's... That's just kind of what it was. There's a there's a bunch of factors, and I'll get into here in a second. That changed. That was the reason they lost this game, right? The freshman didn't look good. Uh, Jones looked awful to start. He he finished really really strong. You know, he finished with 17, 4, and three, but he just seemed loosey goosey with the ball in the beginning. He, he just didn't look good. Uh, Reddish was in foul trouble, so he you know he barely even played the last ten minutes of the game. Zion you know was eight of seventeen. Finished 22 and 10, but 8 of 17 overall for field goals. That didn't, you know, it wasn't great. And uh, Barrett was 9 to 25. Again, he took a lot of shots. Finished with 23, 7, and 3. Took a lot of shots. But, you know, credit that to Gonzaga. They 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 did limit Duke's athleticism a little bit. I thought the game started and the pace was was uh, was up and down. I'm like, Gonzaga's going to get blown out. If they, they continue to try to play this pace, they're going to get beat. Um. But they limited the Dukes. Uh, it slowed down a little bit, and they limited the athleticism of the of the freshmen. And look, Gonzaga shot lights out. And the thing is, too, is they shot. I get it. They shot wide open shots, right? These weren't like contested shots that they were shooting wide. You know, uh, a high percentage. And these these were relatively wide open shots. Duke's defense looked lazy, but Gonzaga shot almost fifty three percent from field goal and from three. Like that. That's your game. You know, it's you took it took a game of the the four freshmen looking like freshmen and not, you know, below, below how they've looked, right. They look, they look like just good freshmen and then Gonzaga shooting the lights out. And even that they had a chance that Duke had a chance at the end and RJ Barrett went in full James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, whatever kind of ball hog chucking mode person you want to go into. RJ Barrett was horrible. The last three or four possessions didn't look to get anyone involved just wanted to take it, which I love. I love his mentality of I'm going to take it. I'm going to win this game. But at some point, you've got to be unselfish. I mean, he missed a, he missed a pass in the in the corner for a three that would have done it. Um, he just didn't look. He didn't look at all. He didn't look for anyone. He was just he was just shooting. He was just going to the rack and chucking up whatever he, whatever he did, you know. And it wasn't. It didn't look good. And I know, you know, Jameson. I talked to the next day after, and he was like, "Oh, it was a foul." You know, I'm not gonna. You could have called a foul at the end. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have. You know, it's it's tough to call a foul like that uh, on a last second play. All he had to do was drop it off to Deloria. That would have been a, a dunk to win it or uh, to tie it. Um, but I'm not mad at the no call. I I get it. You know, but he just uh, R.J. Barrett did not look 
good to finish the game. And Duke as a whole missed, you know, they missed the last seven field goals to end the game. I think Barrett was three or four of those. Um, so they didn't look great. They didn't finish strong. But you take all those things into, into play here and it's, you know, into consideration. And it's Gonzaga played probably as well as they could have played. And Duke played, and we'll see how the year goes, but Duke played as poorly as they played obviously all year so far. And they were still right there. They still could have won the game. So I don't get bent out of shape here. Uh, I actually didn't get a lot of texts or anything like that. Typically when Duke's playing, I get a lot of texts. I didn't get many. It's November, people. I'm not worried about this. These games are irrelevant. It's all kind of seeding. If Duke is not a number one seed when the tournament comes around, it'll be a shock, and it'll be only because three of their four freshmen got hurt. They're going to be a number one seed when March comes around. That's it. So you use these games uh, to learn, right? They're learning moments. They're uh, teaching moments for Coach K to what you know to what to what to get better at and to how you handle adversity now. So now you're in a you're in a tight game. Now you know what to do. Uh, I'm assuming that Coach K had a conversation with R.J. Barrett at the end of the game, you know, afterwards and just said, hey, you know, we got to look for other people. We got, you know, I'm proud of you trying to be a leader and do this, but let's do what's best for the, you know, for the team and, and go from there. So uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I wasn't, I don't get mad at games anymore when Duke loses games in November, December, even January. You know, I get pissed off when they play like shit and they do stupid stuff, but March is when it, March is when it matters, right? That's, we're, we're all here for March. We're all here to win a national championship. You can't win it. You can't win it in November, right? So that's my Duke take. I think they got uh, Indiana next. I think they're off for a week. They got, I believe they have Indiana. Maybe they have a game in between there, but uh, they have Indiana for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So, uh, but it was a good game either way. I mean, even if you if you don't, um, even if you don't like Duke or Gonzaga, it was a good game to watch. It was really, it was really, really uh, entertaining. Gonzaga led the entire game, and Duke came back, made it good at the end, and, and lost. And so, if most people hate Duke. You you enjoyed it because you got to see Duke lose. So. That covers my teams, right? Marquette, a little bit. Wisconsin, we got Duke. Uh, so now we're going to go into the players that um, that I'm that we're following, that straight balling is following, that played high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin last year. And I want to send my apologies out to an individual who we're going to talk about first. I can't believe I did this. Uh, I believe I, I, I must have... I think I finished recording last week and... Somehow I, I must have re-listened to it the next day and I sat there and I thought to myself, I cannot believe I forgot about this player. Uh, I must have heard something probably about Holy Cross because this person played at Holy Cross with uh, with Halliburton and McCabe in that uh, in the men's tournament that goes on in, at the end of March, beginning of April. But the best player, the best player that played at Holy Cross for this team and the best player this year out of these guys that is playing college basketball is Keyshawn Justice. Keyshawn, if you're listening, I apologize. Uh, I can't believe I did not have you on my radar before. I just, it completely slipped my mind. I'd like to say it's because you didn't play in the area because Halliburton McCabe did. Hero didn't. Uh, Hero's, you know, Hero's Milwaukee area. You're, you know, you're Madison. Uh, but my apologies. Keyshawn Justice has been so impressive. He plays for Santa Clara. Most of you probably didn't know that. My guess is he committed earlier in his recruitment process because Keyshawn Justice is the real deal, and he should not be at Santa Clara. He should be at a much better D1 school. He, uh, I think he started a few games, or I shouldn't say a few, but like one or two games to start the year. The last two games I watched, um, he, came, he came off the bench. He gets a lot of minutes. He's good. He is, he is a good basketball player, and my guess is he's not going to be at Santa Clara long. If I'm Keyshawn, 
Keyshawn transfer. Sit the year out, go to a top school, go to a better school than Santa Clara because Santa Clara is not good. Now, the flip side is that, well, he can be the man there and, and you know do whatever. I get it. But um, if the idea is to get to the next level, you got to get probably a little bit better opportunity to get some more eyes on you. But if you if you haven't been able to watch Keyshawn Justice, watch him. They're not on, Santa Clara's not on a lot of games. I mean, they're not on a lot of TV a lot, so it's tough to watch. They were on, they had two games on ESPNU this past week because of all the tournaments, so I, I got to watch them a lot. Uh, he just looks, out of all the guys, Justice Hero, Halliburton, McCabe, he looks most comfortable in, in just the flow of the game. Look, Hero looks comfortable shooting because it's all he's been doing, but Justice looks comfortable like, hey, I get the game. I see where the game's going. I'm going to do this. He adjusts. He's good. If you get a chance to watch Keyshawn Justice, again, I apologize for not talking about him last week. Uh, my my top player of these of these Wisconsin kids. Keyshawn, again, I apologize. Keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome watching you. Let's get to Tyler Hero. Uh, clearly, Tyler Hero has the, uh, the green, right to, green light to shoot. That's a fact. They were just on again tonight. Um... Sometimes it's like I'm watching myself play at Tanner's three on three basketball, like getting him. See if I can get 30 shots up tonight. I, if you guys haven't, if you haven't known by now, not a big Tyler hero fan. Okay. He's got a good jumper form looks great, but I'm sorry. He cannot be the guy that is shooting the most shots on your team. He can't, he just, he's not there. I'm sorry. He is a freshman and again, yeah, he's a freshman, top 25 freshman in the class. He's not, he should not be shooting your most shots. This is my opinion. And he is forcing shots. He's not, yes, he takes plenty of shots in the flow of the offense. But, I, I mean, there's times he's just dribbling and he's pulling up from 25 or 26. And I feel like he's playing, and I said this last week probably, something similar. He's playing like it's Whitnall. It's not Whitnall. It is Kentucky. And Coach Cal obviously has let him let him do whatever, and that's fine. I, I, I it's probably good for him. It is probably good for him. I'm just trying. I'm here to assess what I am seeing on the court, right? And he's he's bombing. He was two of eight or three of eight tonight, I think. No, he must have been two, two of six, maybe two. I don't know. Uh, he had eight points tonight. Didn't look great. Um, you know, came down, hit a good shot, and then on defense, he gets beat back door and gives up a foul. You know. I know I talk a lot about offense. You got to play both ways, right? I mean, I play, if people who know who know me, I'm like a lockdown defender. Like everyone knows I focus on defense a lot. Anyways, so he had a good stat line the other night. I can't remember who it was. Winthrop, maybe he went 15, three and seven. And I'm, and I'm watching him like seven assists. One, one, I hate home scoring and assists is obviously subjective, but it's like he passes the ball into the post. Guy takes a dribble, fakes left, goes over his right shoulder, clearly, you know, pump faked and then and made the layup. And it's like, oh, assist Tyler Hero. Okay, well, maybe not, but they sure counted it that way. So, anyways, let's transition to the next player. Tyrese Halliburton for Iowa State. Lots of minutes. Lots and lots and lots of minutes for Halliburton. Uh, he's been efficient for the most part. They had an injury. Uh, one of the better players has been out. So Halliburton's been starting. He plays a lot. You know, he's long. He's he's still skinny, but he's lanky. Doesn't shoot a lot. Um, and I think we know why, because his form is awful. I don't get this, okay? Parents, if you're listening, you have kids playing basketball. I don't understand how someone who is at such a high level 
of skill and talent and is playing at a D1 college basketball school. How the hell can your form be that bad? I don't get it. I don't get how someone like Sean Marion can get in the NBA. I don't understand how you can go so long in being so good at basketball and at one point no one said, eh, maybe we should fix your shot. Maybe it's a good idea to not shoot two-handed. Oh, look at that left thumb that's in the way. Oh, oh, well, we'll leave that there. I mean, for God's sakes, we, we, we're teaching these kids in third grade, get your left thumb out of the way for right-handers, obviously. Don't push the ball with two hands. Yet you see these, and you know, Halliburton's not the only one. I, there's plenty of kids in high school around the area. I'm not going to name names because I said I'd leave high school kids out of this. Plenty of them shoot two-handed. And some of them shoot well, and I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you shoot well two-handed? And how's no one fixed it? Because like, well, you're making them. Keep shooting it. You're making them. Keep shooting it that way. Awful. Parents, teach your kids how to shoot the correct way. Tyler Hero, great jump shot. Teach your kids to shoot like Tyler Hero. There you go. There's my pro Tyler Hero comment. Um, but Halliburton's look good, aside from his ugly shot form. Uh, he's looked pretty good. Doesn't score Doesn't score a lot. He's not asked to score a lot. He's, he's, uh, he's, he plays within the, the flow of the team and the flow of the offense. Uh, and he's looked good, as much as it pains me to say. Because as everyone knows, I'm not a Tyrese Halliburton fan either. So you guys sensing a theme here? Into the next one, Jordan McCabe. Not a lot, you know, to talk about. It's been uh, it's been about a week since the first straight ball in episode. I think he played two games since then. Uh, it was for it was against Kent State. He played like I think he scored like nine points or played a bunch in the first half, and then nothing did he play in the second half. Maybe I'm mixing up games, but he's still not playing a lot. He's got a very short leash. Uh, Huggy is doing that to teach him lessons and stuff like that. I'd like to see McCabe. I would like to see him get more of leeway to do what I think he can probably do. But the flip side of that is if you're going to allow him to do that, he's probably going to turn the ball over. And that's what they're doing right now a lot. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of their guards are turning the ball over and they are doing their best to eliminate that. So by giving McCabe the free reign to do whatever he wants, which he had always had at Kakana, um, he would turn the ball over more. So I'd like to know. I don't know. I don't know Jordan. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see where I think I said, mentioned it last week. I'd like to see where his head's at. You know, he was Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. And you see all these guys. You got Justice Hero, Halliburton, McCabe, and he's playing by far the, the least amount. I mean, he's barely playing. He's barely sniffing the court. Uh, so I wonder where his head's at. I hope he, hope he, you know, keep your head up, keep playing, and, you know, you got you got to get run to to see what you you know to show what you can do and you know hopefully he'll get that because the more he plays the more material I have uh, to discuss on stray balling, which brings us to our segment, the first like segment actual segment that I have that I have a name for I don't have a sponsor although I have a perfect sponsor for this but this segment is called the Dick Move of the Week and hopefully at some point it'll be sponsored by. Dick Sporting Goods, and I can tell you to go to their website, and you can put in the promo code BALLIN and get 20% off, and they've got great shoes and sports equipment and all that stuff. So it's not sponsored by Dick Sporting Goods yet, but the segment is called Dick Move of the Week. And as you can guess, this is where the Dick Grawl stories come in. I got two of them. One's a short one, and one's a really good one. So the first one is, if you remember last week, I told you the story about how he calls me and tells me that the Badgers played. And I said, yeah, I'm recording the game. Don't tell me what's going on. He goes, oh yeah, they won. So this week he calls me after the Duke game. And a lot of times I record Duke games because I'm, I have other plans. So I will not even check my phone. I won't do anything. 
And he calls me and leaves me a voicemail after the Duke game and tells me on the voicemail, well, you must be in mourning. Duke lost. And it's like, I didn't care. I knew that I watched the game, so I knew they had lost. So that's why I checked my voicemail. But clearly, someone's not learning their, their uh, lesson. But anyways, here's the dick move of the week. I was trying to, de- I was trying to determine how to, how to um, start this, this story because there's there's multi uh, facets of it. There's there's a, a bunch of different um, ways to start ways to start a finish. Do I, do, do I Tarantino it? You know. So what I'll do is I'll start it. I'll start it this way. We'll give you a little background, okay? All you all you people my age or younger. I want you to. I want you. Maybe you guys know this already. I want you next time you're at your parents' house. You go to eat at your parents' house. I want you guys to check the uh, expiration dates on the uh, salad dressing. Thousand Island, Ranch, French, whatever. Check the expiration dates. Because if your parents are anything like my parents, you will find that the expiration dates are from six months ago, maybe a year ago, sometimes maybe even two years ago. I personally have a theory of not eating things that are past their expiration date, whether they are salad dressing or milk, or Doritos, anything. Dates are there for a reason, okay? Salad dressing's like a buck $2.99. Not that big of a deal. Go buy a new bottle of salad dressing, okay? That's my preface. So both my parents, I have had, this has been going on for, <laughs> it's been going on for years now, and now my kids, whenever we eat at my, my parents' place, my dad, or my mom or my dad, my kids will always check the salad dressing and be like, oh, look at this one. This one's from, this one's from six months ago, and my, my, my mom especially gets mad at me that, that my kids check the date. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to have them eat salad dressing that's old. Just just, just a belief I have. So that's my little uh, beginning of the story. So anyways, um, Saturday, was it Friday or Saturday? I don't even know what night it was. Uh, I come back. I was out. Oh, I was um, I saw, Saturday night. It was Saturday night. I come back. Uh, I was out from, I was out, uh, enjoying a, a couple beverages with my, my good friend, Mr. Burley and came back and the boys are making mac and cheese. They're both, both of them have a pot. They're on the, they're on the uh, stove. They're mixing their noodles or the, you know, they're, they're boiling the noodles and everything like that. So I sit down, I'm watching TV and all of a sudden Jameson's like, dad, come here and look at this. And I go over there and he had poured the the mac the cheese packet into the into the pot where the noodles were and the cheese is it's brown like it's not orangish brown it is brown and i'm like that looks disgusting what i'm like what the hell did you do what is he goes i didn't do anything i made mac and cheese and it's craft mac and cheese we eat enough mac and cheese around the house that i know that this box did not come from me like i it's not like i've bought mac and cheese in the last 4 months that it's, it's not going to be mine. So I'm starting to think to myself, like, where did I get different mac and cheese from? And I'm just, I'm thinking, okay, who could have brought this? Why did this get here? And I'm like, oh, this is what, this is what happened. So rewind about, I don't know, about a month. And I'm at my dad's house. I went over there to change light bulbs or bring the, I think I was bringing the, the uh, help him bring the patio furniture in because it was cold and we bring it in the garage. And whenever I'm at my, my dad's house, he always tries to get me to bring food home. And he's the type of dad where he'll go to a store and he sees a sale and he buys it. Gatorade buys it. Uh, mashed potatoes buys it. Um, wings, you know, wings, frozen wings buys it. 
and then he gives it to me. And sometimes we eat stuff, sometimes we don't. So anyways, I was over there and he's saying, yeah, um, Mary's, Mary's trying to get me to eat more like mac and cheese and stuff. I'm like, what? mac and cheese, what? And he's like, oh, she goes, I don't know. She, you know, it's, she just wants me to try it, see if it'll help me, whatever. I'm like, whatever. He's like, do you want some cheese? I got a lot. I go, well, I'm pretty sure she bought it for you, not for me. And he's like, well, just take some mac and cheese, take some mac and cheese. So I ended up taking some boxes of mac and cheese. Clearly, this is where the box of mac and cheese came from, from Dick Rawl. So now I ask you, here's the, here's the mystery. Did my dad have a bunch of mac and cheese in his house, and then Mary bought him a bunch of new stuff, and then he gave me his old stuff to pawn it off on me, or did he not even know? Or did Mary have a bunch of old stuff, and she gave it to my dad so he would eat the old stuff to get rid of it. He pawned it off on her, on him, and then she pawned it off on him, and then he pawned it off on me. I'm try- Either way, the box of mac and cheese came from my dad or came from Mary. It's not from me, but my guess is my dad had mac and cheese sitting over in his house, and either he gave it to me on accident, I would hope to God he did not give me his old mac and cheese on purpose, because good Lord, it's old mac and cheese, and it's brown. But nonetheless, I didn't even tell you when the date was. <laughs> the date's on the box, July of 2015 it was mac and cheese from over three years old so total dick move that is the dick move of the week we threw it away and we made a new batch of mac and cheese because i had 2018 actually 2019 mac and cheese in my pantry so that's what jay ended up eating but that was your dick move of the week um i know a bunch of you know that i had the entire family over tanya and i had the entire family over yesterday for thanksgiving and people were, people are just excited about these the stories that are going to come from Thanksgiving. I have some, and I will be um, informing you what they were on next week's Dick Move of the Week. Nothing great. It was actually a low key Thanksgiving. It was good. It was the food was good. Uh, everything went off, uh, no problems. Had some good turkey, big twenty five pounder, lots of leftovers. If you want leftovers, let me know. I can give you some leftovers of turkey. Uh, but it was good. So not a, I thought it was going to be a little bit uh, more in-depth with some stories, but it is what it is, right? So that was the Dick Move of the Week brought to you, hopefully, by Dick Sporting Goods at some point when they're paying me. Until then, it's just the Dick Move of the Week. NBA. Um, I don't have a lot of NBA stuff this week. Uh, and the Bucks are on right now, and they're doing it again. They're behind to the Suns. Fourth quarter, they're down 108 to 104. My guess is they'll come back. They'll win by 10 10 to 15. I was, uh, I said to um, Evan tonight, I said, I think Devin Booker's going to go for 50 tonight the way Milwaukee gives up scoring. I have no idea who has what. I just know the Bucs are down and this is what they do. They get down and then they come back. Uh, the only thing I want to say about the Bucs and the NBA, Bucs are playing great. Huge win over Portland the other night. Giannis is shooting 12% from threes. 12%. Don't you feel like you could kick a ball into the hoop that much? I, I feel like he could. I feel like I could. I don't know. 12% is awful. That needs to get fixed. He's He has got the potential to be by far the best player in the league, and he's one of the, already the top three, four, or five guys in the league, and he has got no jump shot at all. But he's so... It's amazing how well he can get to the hoop, and he's fun to watch. So if you don't, I know a lot of people don't like watching the NBA in November or might don't like watching the NBA at all because they don't play any defense. That's what the people over 50 say. They don't play defense, and there's no defense. And you know what? They're actually probably right this year because it's pretty awful but actually there's more just shooting threes than anything watch the bucks though they're entertaining watch Giannis. he's he's uh he's incredible 
Uh, if you listen to Spread and Bread, I've had my beef before with Overtime and their post. You know, they had a, they posted Quavo pitching, you know, 50 miles an hour in his stupid back parking lot, whatever. Came across another Overtime Instagram post. It's of this little kid, and it says, Class of 2027, dot, dot, dot. The next Steph Curry? And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? 2027. People, my child was one of the best basketball players in third grade because he was smaller and he could handle the ball and he could make a right-handed layup. He's not the best basketball player now. Shit changes. My guess is this kid who's uh, graduating graduating in 2027 is probably not going to be the next Steph Curry. Just a hunch. I, these posts drive me nuts and I hate them. Um, that's going to do it for the, uh, for straight balling. Uh, one other thing to note college wise, anyone in the area, I was actually shocked when I, f- I saw this on Facebook, someone posted this and, um, I t- reached out to this person right away. I said, your Jersey's not, re- your Jersey's not retired already. What the hell? How th- I thought that would have happened years ago. So if you like college basketball, if you get, if you can get up to green Bay for any UWGB games, Jeff Norgard is getting his Jersey retired. Uh, next Saturday, December 1st. Again, I thought that, you know, Norgard, if you don't know Jeff, he played in the NBA for years, played for the Bucks. He's got some amazing NBA stories, him and Paul Grant. PG, I hope PG's listening to this podcast. PG, one of the funniest guys I ever met. Uh, but if you're if, if you're bored and you need something to do, go watch GB on Saturday. Go uh, go watch him retire Norgard's jersey. Long time coming. I, I Again, I cannot believe that his jersey was not retired already. But it is getting long overdue. So congratulations, Jeff. That's pretty cool. Uh, if you listen to Dan Patrick's show, Ray Allen was on Jeff uh, Dan Patrick's show uh, a couple months ago and actually talked about Jeff Norgard, how he helped him shooting free throws and used to um, used to have sh- you know free throw shooting contests against Jeff. And Jeff would always Jeff was like the one guy that always you know always won these contests because he could shoot free throws really well. So very very cool for Jeff. So congratulations, Jeff. Everyone, if you get the GB, get the GB. Uh, that's it. My Black Friday is gonna finish with me drinking some. Uh, Additional wine on the couch, watching some uh, some TV, and uh, back at it again tomorrow for work. And we will be back at it next week with some more uh, college hoops talk. Wisconsin, Duke, Justice, Hero, Halliburton, McCabe, you name it. And of course, we'll have another Dick uh, move of the week. Everyone, have a great weekend. This has been Straight Ballin'. We straight ballin'. <laughs>